for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Casey Ahern. How's it going today, Casey? Good, good. How about you? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Just trying to remember which show I'm doing so I don't do the wrong intro. Like, I almost <laughs> I, You know, it's one of those things where you're doing so much, it's like, well, you have a brain fart every once in a while, so... But I yeah, good to be busy though. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, how are things going in your world? I know you're out in LA. LA's not on fire or anything anymore. You know, it always seems like LA's on fire, but I guess it's not dry season right now, is it? No, we've actually surprisingly had some good rain uh, the past couple of weeks. We even got snow in some areas that never get snow. So, yeah. it's kind of been a weird season, but. It's been fun. Yeah. I, yeah, Texas got its fair share of snow, which was exhilarating. I'm from Chicago, so I knew how to handle myself. But when you drive in a place that everybody else is not ready for this snow, it gets a little sketchy. So, yeah, that's like people here in the rain. They go slow, they pull over. I even am like, what am I doing? I'm born and raised in California. We're used to sunny and 75 year round. So, yep. I completely get you. So you're born and raised in LA, California, but you're based out of Nashville. Are you back in LA right now because of like COVID and all that stuff? Or are you, what, what kind of brought you back out to California? Yeah. So currently I'm in California. Um, actually like right now I'm down in LA, but we've been spending a lot of time at our ranch up in uh, like the central coast. Mm -hmm. And that was just kind of due to everything shutting down because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So I came back here kind of mid time last year and then planning to get my boots back to Nashville soon. So gotcha. awesome. You know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it was a good time to spend time with your family. So great mm -hmm. time to take advantage of it. Yep. So yeah. You, um, before, before we jump into kind of everything, your new single, new music video, your new album, you know, all that fun stuff, <laughs> what's kind of, or what's your, um, background? What, what got you into music? If you want to touch on taking flight lessons, but we could talk about that at a later time in the podcast, <laughs> yeah. it'll come up, I'm sure. Um, but like, what, what got you started in music? So in music, um, you know, I kind of grew up around, just music playing on the radio in my house. My dad was a big Glenn Campbell fan. Um, a lot of the seventies kind of music. So Joni Mitchell, Jackson Brown, the Eagles, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young listening to that. My grandpa was super into the Eagles. So I think I grew up a lot in like that songwriter seventies world. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just started kind of singing to it and then eventually picked up the guitar and kind of never looked back, never questioned it started writing songs and um, released my first single, just self-recorded back in 2018, I believe it was. And I kind of cut my teeth out here doing live shows. Okay. And uh, when did when did you officially move to uh, Nashville? 
or uh, so I've officially moved to Nashville back in so I moved in 2020 but okay. that was the second time I moved there so okay. for the past three years I've kind of been back and forth and then gotcha. yep gotcha gotcha who were um as you were kind of going through the process of trying to discover who you were as a musician who were you listening to who were you going to for advice like what was the what was kind of the process as you were trying to find out who you were as a creative musician yeah so you know i got into i got into country music the newer country music more so on my own um my parents actually took us to a tim mcgraw and faith hill concert and that was the first true country concert that i went to and that kind of jump-started me being in that world in the country mm-hmm. world yeah so i listened a lot to you know tim mcgraw and then it kind of veered into rascal flats and i feel like they influenced a lot of my writing style kind of the vocal riffs that i choose to sing and then also sugarland was a big one um kind of that early 2000s country music and you know a lot of still the 70s yeah songwriting aspects too gotcha. so you're basically taking uh like the influence of not modern day country but mm-hmm. when you were starting it was modern day country i guess mm-hmm. and then yeah. uh, like the influence of the 70s and just kind of mm-hmm. the two which yeah yeah kind of um i guess i would it's that more California country mm-hmm. sound. So you have the Nashville country and then you have the seventies, like the Laurel Canyon uh, kind of singer songwriter stuff. So it's blending yeah. the two. Absolutely. You know, it's so really interesting because it's like country is almost becoming like rock music is because you've got mm-hmm. so many different types of country music. You've got like your traditional country music. You got like your new country music. You got your Texas country music. You got, you know, you just got all this stuff yep. and it's like, I, I don't even know where to begin with it all because it's like, <laughs> you know, it's once you get into the rock music and you start going from heavy metal to death metal to all that stuff, it's like, mm-hmm. I really don't know the difference. Like it all, yeah. sounds, which it sounds like an old man version of me, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so no, so let's go ahead and jump into the new single. Let's okay. just jump into there. It's uh Bradley. We'll, What's the uh, story behind it? Every time I say the word Bradley, I break into a, I want to break into my Amy Schumer. Uh-huh. Yeah, she did a bit on Jimmy Fallon about the time she uh, uh, would harass Bradley Cooper. And she did this oh. thing where she said Bradley really weird. And I just want to keep saying that. But <laughs> anyways. Uh, yeah. So w- what's the uh, story behind the uh, song Bradley? So Bradley... Um- you know, at first listen, a lot of people are, oh, it's about a special guy in my life. You know, it's a, definitely a love song, but I actually wrote it kind of as a personified love song to where our ranch is located in central California. Mm-hmm. It's in a little town called Bradley. It's about, you know, under or under 300 people. And every lyric in the song is like personified. So I can smell the oak in your hair. That's the bonfires we would do or to your arms is where I run. That's the property lines, the fencing of the ranch, um, the roads inside your eyes or the roads on the ranch. So everything is like personified into a person, but really it's a love song to a piece of land basically that I just always felt like I could run to. And I was at home. 
Awesome. And uh, how long has that song kind of been in the works? So I wrote that song back in, I think it was 2018, October of 2018. I actually pulled out the voice memo the other day uh, to kind of share. And we recorded it then in, I believe it was June of 2019. Mm -hmm. So we recorded it with, um, I recorded it with Nathan Meckle and Mark Nemec, and we did it at Sound Emporium in nashville and so you've been kind of holding it for well originally it was supposed to be released in 2020 right yeah so uh we were supposed to release it as part of the where i run ep which is Mm -hmm. actually a lyric taken from broadly Mm -hmm. but because of covid we decided to kind of postpone that and run every song on that as a single Mm -hmm. and i think it's worked out because it's really painted out the storyline of the of the ep yeah absolutely um so for Bradley, you released the music video along with it. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of went, like, it, it's a very in-depth music video. It looks like you <laughs> put a lot of time. Was it produced by your mom, your sisters, or? Still my sister. Your sister? Yeah. Cool. Oh, so what kind of, so it was a real family affair then at that? Yeah, so my sister runs, um, it's actually a production company called Mm -hmm. Refuse Reality Productions, um, and she's super talented. She comes from a dancing background, Mm -hmm. so she's a commercial dancer, and uh, now she's directing and producing, Mm -hmm. and she runs Refuse Reality, also along with our videographer, our director of photography is Alex Kawasaki, and he's a good friend that I met when I was, um, I studied at Berkeley College of Music for one Mm -hmm. semester, so I met him out there. So he ran the camera, she did the directing, and it was actually all done on our ranch in Bradley. Mm-hmm. And then I've, my boyfriend, uh, Wyatt, was the guy in it. So yep. it was natural, it was easy, it was a lot of fun to be working with, you know, kind of a very close crew. Yep. And uh, how long was the music videos also shot in 2019, or did that kind of happen later once you? Um, so that was actually shot just a couple months ago. So it was oh, really? shot recently. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, hey, yeah. you know, it's, was it always the plan to do a music video for Bradley or was it kind of, did it just like the idea grow on you? Uh, you know, it was funny at first. So my sister has done all my music videos, um, starting with the Just a Dance one back in 2019. And so, you know, we were kind of talking about the songs off the EP once they were, once they were recorded. And I told her, I'm like, you know, I don't know if I want a video for it because I think it's t- one of those songs that I want people to kind of visualize for themselves. Yeah. I don't want to necessarily paint a picture for them. But she said, no, I got a great idea. Like, just trust me on this one. Trust me. And I'm like, all right, Haley, you can complete creative freedom. And uh, she blew, blew it out of the park, I think. I was very happy with how it came out. Oh, yeah. It, it looked, it impressed, it impressed me. I was like, especially- Thanks being on the independent level it was just like ooh, that's really good that's yeah so she did yeah thank job and, thanks yeah uh, she's has really good eyes i think coming from that dancing background and then she um just invested in a canon c70 which is the new cinema camera so that was the first time they were shooting with that camera so nice awesome i yeah. invested in that many cinema cameras i kind of keep it mm-hmm. in dslrs but for what i do it's all i need at this point Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that when did the uh, music video release? Uh, the music video released just a couple weeks ago. Okay. And, yeah. 
and how what's kind of going through your mind now that like because this project's essentially been pushed back a full year like what's going through your mind right now that it's the like the singles out the music videos out and the ep is coming later this summer what's kind of going through your mind right now um you know kind of a whirlwind (laughs) a little bit it's very just because everything's kind of been the unknown and a little turbulent over the past year it's kind of been we have a plan and you know uh the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry sometimes so i think it's like I'm excited. I'm glad it's out, but it's kind of like, I'm also ready for new music too, um, because it was recorded back in 2019, but I'm also excited to share these songs with everyone. And, you know, it's, it's new to everyone else. So I'm just, I'm really excited about the feedback. It kind of delayed everything a year and it's like, I've got a whole nother year worth of music to release. So what do I do? (laughs) Yeah. The feeling right now. A little bit, yeah, a little bit, but it's um, it's all good, you know. It's uh, I'm excited to record new music. I'm excited to get this music out and really um, work on the creative side of everything too. So absolutely, absolutely. Um, so speaking of writing music, are you where are you kind of at in the writing process right now? Are you like still continually writing, or do you have enough written where you're just kind of ready to get into the studio when you can? Like, where are you kind of at writing-wise? Um, you know, it's it's a constant. Like, I'm constantly writing, constantly thinking of new ideas, whether it's, um, you know, driving in the car and yeah. even recording a voice memo or pulling over to kind of type something out. Um, you know, it's a constant. But I do have a pretty good chunk of songs that I just need to kind of do demos for and send to my producer. And we got to kind of pick through them and yep. see what we're going to record probably probably looking at this summer or fall okay to get back into the studio yeah yeah awesome awesome how do you um when you do sit down when you are writing like what's that process like are you very free-flowing or do you find you have to be more diligent with your time and like more are you more structured mm-hmm. um you know i sometimes i try to sit down and be like okay i'm gonna write or yeah. If I, when I was in Nashville and things were open and everything, I would do co-writes and it was definitely, you know, okay, come in with an idea mm-hmm. and write it out. Um, but then also I know that sometimes you can't force it. it mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to let it come. And if you try to force the creativity, sometimes it builds that brick wall. Yep. Um, you know, so I think it's a little bit of a mix, but most of the time it's taking ideas that I've recorded on my phone or written down or even like old stuff and just you know either perfecting it or building and adding to it so it, yeah. it kind of changes up yeah and I, I mean that i think that's probably the most common mm-hmm. way to do it is it's like just kind of keeping it changed like i mean it's nice to try and feel like you could sit down and just be structured with it but in reality it's create it's the creative process so it's going to mm-hmm. be a little spontaneous even when you're trying to live in a structured world so yeah yeah uh but the one thing that i was as i was kind of reading through your website bio and uh doing a little bit of research on you one thing i was really impressed with was all the sync placements that you have like all the different projects that you have and uh kind of clarify you were 
played in stores at Macy's and the Gap? In a couple yeah. Okay. Yep. So I'm at songs placed in uh, Macy's, Gap, Old Navy, and Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, and so that's basically just like the, their own like radio station or whatever you want to consider it. Yeah. So we um, there we go through a company. I, it was Mood Media, and I, I think it still is Mood Media. But we would go through them, and they would place um, or pitch it and place it in retail stores and it would kind of play over the speakers so when you're trying on jeans like yeah. sunday drivers playing <laughs> nice and is that something that's still in in rotation or is it does it have like a lifespan that mm-hmm. um so usually it's a uh, lifespan i think of about a month and then okay. sometimes they'll add to it so um we get reports but yeah gotcha Gotcha, gotcha. And then, of course, you also had it, or you've had Sunday Driver featured on a couple of TV shows, right? Am I reading? Yeah, so we had it on, um, I think it was California Country Channel, um, OK TV in Germany, VH1 India, MTV University. Um, I think the total for that particular music video was 89 outlet placements. Oh, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So that's all done through... Uh, the media company that you were um, or is that done so through? that one was actually done through um rive video promotion and okay. i believe they're based in nashville okay perfect yeah i i saw all that and i was just like trying to make heads or tails of mm-hmm. all of it and i'm like okay we're gonna just make a general statement and <laughs> hopefully she could decipher what nonsense i'm spitting out so oh yeah yeah <laughs> um but no, so you, so uh, Bradley, the singles out, the music videos out. The uh, have you officially announced a release date for the EP yet, or has is that not been officially announced yet? Um, so not yet. There's mm-hmm. actually probably going to be one more single coming out that uh, you're actually the first to know about, other than okay. my little team. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to be releasing probably another single, possibly another music video with it, uh, um, followed up with a quick turnaround of the ep awesome awesome mm-hmm. you know it, it it's one of those things where it's like really hard to balance if it's the right thing to do just singles or the ep and it mm-hmm. ultimately depends on the artist and what they ultimately want to do because you know you, you hear the arguments for releasing full albums you hear the arguments for doing full singles and i like it is an ep right so it's like mm-hmm. four or five, five songs, songs. so like that that's the perfect taste or plate Mm -hmm. taster almost um so yeah no it's it's interesting in this day and age in the digital world you never know what really is gonna what really is the best way because some artists like the traditional release two singles and then an album and Mm -hmm. you're good then now or some artists you got to release continuous singles so Mm -hmm. yeah i think um i mean Personally, I think that people's attention spans pretty short most of the time, um, especially like I'm 22, especially in my age range. Yeah. Um, so I think the EP kind of is a good, like you said, taster, like palette, yeah. you know, because yeah. um, it's short and it's you can get through it. It's not like you're sitting there, you know, going through a whole album. Yeah. Um, but then also you know, the singles, as far as when it comes to Spotify or streaming, it's great to have those constant releases and constant content. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think also think, 
um, the music videos really help sell everything, especially right now with COVID being a thing. And I know you've been doing like live streams. You do a, a live stream once a month, right? Or- um, yeah. So I was doing um, with sessions live, which is the live stream platform. They had their Saturday sessions. Um, and then I've also done some for Americana highways. And then I actually have one for the boot this Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so, yeah, that's the one that I saw, or I saw the advertisement for the one this Thursday. And then I think, what one did you just do recently? Um, I believe it was Americana Highways. Yeah, there you go. That, that's <laughs> the highway part sounds familiar. So, so yeah, because <laughs> I was watching it and I was, it's always interesting to sit there and watch the live streams because you never know how they're going to actually turn mm-hmm. out just because, like, I mean, it, you just never know because like live streaming is so unpredictable internet mm-hmm. could like compress the heck out of your audio. You know, you could sound like you're in a tin can. Sometimes it works in your benefit, Who you know? So yeah. It, it was really cool to uh, see, see you get to play live, even Thanks. though it wasn't live, but it was like, yeah, it was. Yeah. Live <laughs> so. Screen to screen. <laughs> yeah. um, so no, that was really cool. And um, thank you. I, What's been the hardest part about adjusting to the uh, live streaming aspect of what COVID has brought to the music industry? (laughs) Um, You know, I think like for me, I, I said earlier, I cut my teeth really playing live shows out here in LA. So I was very used to, you know, drawing the energy from a crowd. Mm. So it's very different. And I think actually doing the music videos, um, like just a dance and Sunday driver, you know, uh, where my sister would be like, okay, fix your face or, you know, actually try to act a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of taught me how to draw energy from within myself to the yeah. screen. Um, but I think that's been the most uh, challenging or most different aspect yeah. of the live streaming is, you know, not having the audience sitting in front of me, except sure. maybe like my labradoodle or, so, yeah. or something. Yeah. You know, it, because I remember like back when the lives, the pandemic first jumped off and the live streaming was like, everybody was doing it any time, any day of the week, you could see somebody doing a live stream. Mm-hmm. And it was always interesting to watch like the first three songs. Like if you got there right at the beginning and watch the first three songs, they would get, they would do like a little intro for themselves. They'd get into the first song. And then when they got out of that first song, they're, so trained to listen for some kind of recognition almost where it's like Uh you're waiting for that applause or you're waiting for you know and when it doesn't happen it throws off the entire flow of the show until you Mm -hmm. kind of find that new flow and it's like okay well this is kind of how what I have to do yeah it's always interesting because it's like you'll get some artists that are way thrown off and it takes them like five minutes to recover. Uh So, Yeah. And I think, um, again, like doing the live shows, I mean, I've played when I was starting out, especially out here, Mm -hmm. I'd be playing to almost empty rooms or I would do like charity house shows where I'm sitting in the corner kind of playing and people are bumping into my guitar and, you know, or tripping over my feet. So you kind of learn to adjust to, I've learned to learn to adjust to no recognition and then yeah. I've learned to adjust to recognition. So I think it's just kind of uh, adjusting to each one. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, when there isn't a pandemic, how often are you usually out doing live shows? Um, I mean, we were doing, there was a time where we were doing a couple a week. Mm. Uh, you know, it was, it was a constant. That's definitely, that's where I get my joy. I love the live shows. That's my mm. favorite aspect of doing what yeah. I do. So I think that's been the toughest thing is not doing those. Yeah. Um, is it all pretty much around Nashville or do you get out and play like Memphis or like further out? Do you travel out at all? Um, you know, so I've done shows mostly like Los Angeles or Southern California, um, Central Coast too. And then Nashville done um, like Boston because I lived there for a short time. So kind of just within the cities I've been living or the state I've been living, but the plan kind of now looking into the future is, you to know, get out, to get kind out. of going out and uh, kind of spending some time on the road and, you yeah. know, playing where I can. Yeah. I got you. How was, how did you like living in Boston? Like, I know you were only there for a short period of time. How'd you like living in Boston? Um, you know, it was definitely a contrast when I would walk out and there would be a few feet of snow coming from, you know, dry California, but yeah. it was fun. It was I went to Berkeley uh, College of Music for a semester and I met a lot of really cool people there, a lot of really, really talented musicians. And I think the best thing that came out of it, um, you know, was it was the first time living by myself. So I really learned to adapt to that. And then also meeting um, Alex Kawasaki, who now is like our basically our brother yeah. <laughs> and he's our director of photography um at my sister's company refuse reality awesome i'm trying to figure out what it is with berkeley because i talked to a lot of musicians that go there for like a semester maybe two <laughs> but they don't stick around past that it's kind of interesting like i know one musician that went and graduated but every other musician that i've talked to only went there for like a semester so i'm trying to kind of figure it out why yeah that's um i mean for me personally i think it was because i was more in the country world mm -hmm. um berkeley is definitely more jazz based okay um, so it was great i learned you know, really like fundamentals and, mm -hmm. you know, I can speak music <laughs> to other yeah. musicians. So yeah. I know what I'm talking about, but as far as, you know, I, I played a couple live shows out there, but as far as really playing live shows and doing, uh, you know, co-writes with other country songwriters and being in the country world, it was a little tough. Yeah. I get it. For me personally. Yeah. Completely understand, you know, and it's one of those things where you don't know unless you try, like you got it, yeah. you tried it and it's like, it, it's not for me. So I, yeah, I completely get that. Um, yeah. So you're in LA now, but you're getting ready to go back to Nashville. Um, what's the plan once you kind of get back out to Nashville? Um, you know, probably one of the first things will be kind of getting back into the studio. Um probably looking at maybe another five song EP, mm -hmm. uh, you know, co-writing too with people that I co-wrote with kind of before everything yeah. uh, closed and just getting back into the live shows, going to see live shows, like, you know, cheer on everyone else who's playing and doing their thing and, yeah. you know, open mics. So just, just the whole music industry itself, I think just being back in the swing of things. Yeah, absolutely. I've, 
I think I'm just excited to go to Nashville because it's been mm-hmm. I had I went January last year. So like right okay, before nice. everything in Nashville just kind of fell apart. Mm-hmm. Like we were there like three weeks before the tornado hit. And oh yeah. Yeah, we so um I'm really interested to see how everything's kind of changed because you know it in a year and a half things naturally change, but with everything uh-huh. else that's kind of gone on, it's like I'm really interested to see what Nashville is all about now. Or yeah. what it's all about, like what what's changed, what's different. Yeah, that's one thing I kind of noticed last time I was there. It was in I think it was November mm-hmm. of 2020. So everything was still kind of, you know, shut down going on. Yeah. And it was interesting being there. I went out to do some um actually acoustic recording. Yeah. And it was so different because everyone in Nashville is usually super friendly and super wants to talk to everyone. But I think because yeah. of the pandemic, everyone was a little bit like hesitant to yeah. open up to conversation to like random people. So yeah. I hope that's come back because that's one of my favorite things about the community there. Yeah. So. You know, that was the first thing that I noticed. Like we just be so when we went there, we rented out a like a rehearsal space, essentially and Mm -hmm. set up to do like live acoustic sessions is what we were doing out there and just the random like we'd be like one musician would leave and i'd one of us would go grab the other musician like whoever was waiting on us and we'd stop to talk to three bands on the way back like hey what are you guys up to oh we're doing this oh cool if you ever have room for us let us know you know just like stuff like that and it was really cool thing and you know it just it's very friendly like you said and i hope Mm -hmm. with covid and like all the other things that went on in the last year and a half i really hope that didn't go away and because i think that's what really makes uh nashville special Mm -hmm. yeah and i think like they, also, they say the pendulum always swings back. So hopefully it yeah, does. Absolutely. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but so kind of outside of music, we teased it a little bit. You're a pilot. You took pilot lessons. Mm-hmm. What, what, what interested you about taking flight or flight lessons, essentially? It was, yeah, you know, so- was it something like a career path you wanted to pursue or was it just something you do for fun? Um, you know, it was just kind of like, I'm, can, I can be very impulsive. Okay. So it's kind of a on the whim type thing. Uh, my, so where our ranch is in Bradley, one of our neighbors, when we were really little, they had, it was called flying apple ranch and it was an apple farm and they kind of showed us around the property and everything. And, the gentleman who ran it and owned it was the first California highway patrol pilot. Mm -hmm. So when he passed away um, a few years ago in the town, they had like a celebration of life for him and they did flyovers. They landed a helicopter, they did aerobatics and the guys who worked with him also told stories. So watching that, I was like, man, I want to be a part of that community. That seems so fun. And so when I came back down to LA, I booked a flight with a place called Corsair Aviation. It, they fly out of Van Nuys and I just fell in love with it. 
And okay. so I got my pilot's license. I've had it for over two years. I just did my um, renewal on yeah. it. And then I've also done um, aerobatics too. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was one thing I always enjoyed about my dad being a pilot uh, mm -hmm. living in Chicago every year when the air show, like the various air shows would happen. Oh, cool. uh, the, he used to work for um, an electric company or mm -hmm. yeah, they were an electric company. I thought maybe they were a natural gas company, but they're an electric company mm -hmm. and the, he ran their flight department. So okay. the airport that they were based out of is where all the airplanes for like the Chicago air show, mm -hmm. the Gary air show. Oh, so nice. every year it's like, Hey, you want to go see them practice? So I got to be like up close and personal to see like the Blue Angels, the Black oh, Knight, wow. you know, like just all those things. And it's like, that's awesome. It, it was one of those things where it was like, I definitely could fly, but I just <laughs> didn't have the the patience to take lessons and you know all that stuff. So it was like, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, yeah. It definitely uh, takes a lot of dedication and practice because you can kind of get a little stale on it when when yeah. you don't fly in a while yeah absolutely and i think you'll find it might be kind of fun later on down in your music career where it's like oh i don't necessarily have to drive everywhere like i can fly if i so choose yeah <laughs> you know? yeah exactly if i want to be like in a different state within a couple hours i'll just take <laughs> off and there <laughs> yeah uh, so what are you uh certified in or what are you certified to fly is it just like the cessnas and stuff like that or yeah so right now um typically i'm flying a cessna 172 mm -hmm. but i've trained in that has a glass cockpit so all yeah. the electronics um but i trained in an analog mm -hmm. cessna and then i also fly a piper cherokee and uh the cessna 162 too which is the littler the smaller one so just okay. single engine right now but eventually multi-engine would be cool awesome. i'm waiting for my dad to text me because he said i didn't like but when i talked to him about an hour ago i didn't know about the flight thing yet i just caught that <laughs> offhanded on one of your uh or on um your website there <laughs> and he said he was going to tune in to listen because i told him i had a podcast and i'm waiting for him to text me he's like to tell me like oh i used to fly pipers or whatever oh uh, cool yeah <laughs> you know it, my dad's very funny like that so uh -huh. um that's cool yeah i flew a 60 1968 piper nice. 79 cessna and now it's like a newer 2012 cessna so okay nice. yeah oh and then all the tailwheel um i forget which ones they are but they're the tailwheel stunt planes too okay Gotcha. So that's like, is that like the Red Bull, uh, the the stunt aerobatic planes that fly, like the Red, oh, what was it? The Red Bull, they used to be on TV or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, um, man, I'm trying to remember what it's called. I forget. I'm blanking on the name, yeah. but they're actually, they're tail draggers. Yeah. So they have the two, two wheels in the front and then the wheel in the back. And they're, yeah. um, they're kind of older, but they're fun. We do like, you know, spins and yeah. rolls, which is flying up and then flying upside down. So <laughs> learned how to work a parachute. So that's nice. fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so um, when you're not flying or you're not um, doing music, what are some, I'm assuming you like to be on the ranch, but what are some of the stuff, what's some of your other hobbies? Yeah. So, um, you know, besides like hanging out on the ranch, yeah. um, I actually 
years ago, I got certified to be a yoga instructor. <laughs> so again, with me kind of getting getting restless and, uh, you know, trying to find new things to do. Um, so that's been definitely kind of keeping my, keeping my cool, um, right. you know, and just going for drives too. Cause that's a lot of how I kind of relax and get out of the head. And, um, I just love seeing new things and new places, new people. So spending some time just on the road, driving back and forth up California. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I've not, been to california in a long time mm-hmm. but i imagine it's probably some of the best driving like if you can get up the coast and mm-hmm. drive up the coast so i i really want to go out to california just to drive from like san diego up to like san francisco and just yeah it's it's fun i've done the drive from flew up to seattle mm-hmm. um my friend a friend was living up there yeah and drove back from Seattle down to Los Angeles, like taking the coast. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was cool to see. Nice. nice. I, yeah. It's, there's still, I, I like to say that I think that I've been a lot of places, but there's still so many things that I haven't done. And it's like, mm-hmm. I need to do these things. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, is, is there, uh, what are some of like the dream locations that you'd like to go and play as far as like live music? Um, you know, so my number one, and again, I think this is just being like a California girl, like yeah. the, the ranch and how much it means to me. We have, uh, the Paso Robles, California mid-state fair. Yeah. Um, so that's always been kind of the man, if I could play the mid-state fair, that's yeah. like my dream goal. I love it up there. And that would be super cool. I'm very into kind of the festivals, the big concerts. So even stagecoach or any yeah. of the outdoor country music yeah. festivals, um, you know, I think it'd be really cool to play like down in the keys in Florida would be kind of oh, yeah. cool like, on the water, something yeah. like that, or Alabama Gulf shore. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, cause I lived in Florida for two years. Um, mm-hmm. and there's sand jam, which is more of a, I want to say it's like top 40 ish. Like I'm sure they, I'm sure they bring in country artists. Like I'm trying to remember who they've had in, but, um, but down in the keys, they do well, they have the uh songwriter showcase that they do down in Key West, but mm-hmm. they also do a bluegrass festival in oh, cool. January, which is really fun to go to. Mm-hmm. Like just A to say you're in the keys in January and it's like a way <laughs> out. It's yeah. Yeah. It's always That's awesome. so um but one of the things that we like to do on Live and Amplified is we like to pass on knowledge to young musicians. So mm-hmm. what's one piece of advice you would tell your younger self? Ooh, if I could tell my younger self something. Um, you know, I think like the biggest thing that I've learned throughout everything is like taking your own initiative. Mm-hmm. So I've always kind of learned, you know, like there's going to be people who kind of, you know, take your hand and help you along the way. And they're great. And they, you know, I've had a lot of great people kind of help me out and lift me up and teach me. But I think so much of it is that you got to take your own initiative, kind of almost that belief that no one's ever going to do anything for you. You got to kind of make it happen yourself. You got to pave your own path. And that's something I've really stuck to. And that's kind of what got me into playing live shows. I just started emailing booking agents myself and saying, Hey, give me a chance. And, you know, even letting out my, or releasing my first self-recorded single. So 
I think just really, really taking the initiative and, uh, you know, staying true to who you are and just going with your path and, um, you know, just doing things yourself and just going for it, taking the leap, yep, you know, that was a yeah. lot of really good advice, like <laughs> just taking the initiative and being authentic to who you are. Like those mm-hmm. are the kind of things that'll get you far in life, period, end of story, no matter what you do. So just, yeah, like, my- that's really sound advice. And I Thanks. love it when people say it like that. So yeah, my dad always told me ever since I was, you know, couple feet tall. He said that if you want to get to the other side of the street, you can't be afraid to step off the curb. So, you know, you always got to just, just go for it. Believe in what you do, believe in who you are. Um, you know, and I think if people like, if I stay true to myself, I'll be happy in the long run because I know like I stuck to my moral compass. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, (laughs) what, so you've got new single Bradley out now, the EP releasing and then you'll once you get back out to Nashville you'll start recording again do you have any like other than the live stream coming up on Thursday do you have any other shows on the books or is it all pretty much just live streams so right now it's just live streams um you know this Thursday I believe it's 8 p.m central on the boot Mm -hmm. so on their Instagram on their Facebook yeah that's my next one. And then we're kind of starting to reach out and see if we could get some in-person mm-hmm. kind of things happening. So that'll all be on my Instagram, Facebook, everything. So gotcha. I know Texas and Florida are already open. So yeah, <laughs> it, it's so funny. Cause it's like, I music, I, I get hit up every once in a while from musicians saying, Hey, I'm coming through Texas. I'll be in El Paso. How far are you from El Paso? It's like, I'm probably about 13 hours from El Paso. So uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're, we're actually thinking about taking, um, you know, in the next couple months, like dry, just taking the truck and going to like Austin and then Nashville and spending a, several days in each place just to nice. kind of get out and make Austin's really cool. I haven't been down there. I went <laughs> when I first got to Texas uh, about a year and a half ago. Okay. But just like in the last year, Texas or Austin's exploded. Like it's yeah crazy. So I'm really interested to see when I go back down there, what it's all about. Mm-hmm. So. That's cool. But yeah. Um, so if any, uh, people want to check out what you got going on or want to listen to your music, where's the uh, best place for them to do that? Um, so listening to music, um, just because they are the gatekeeper, I, you know, always steer people towards Spotify, Casey Ahern, you know, but I'm on Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, um, Amazon. So all that stuff is my music. YouTube is Casey Ahern. That's where all the music videos are. Um, Instagram and Twitter is at Casey underscore Ahern. And then Facebook is Casey Ahern Music. And then you can find all that at CaseyAhern.com. So, Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, once again, thank you so much for jumping on. It's been a blast chatting with you. Um, thank you once again for rescheduling. Last week was just, yeah, last <laughs> week was a thing that I uh-huh. wish to forget. So um, <laughs> thank you for rescheduling. I was really happy we were able to get today to work. And, you know, once I realized that you were in California, it was like, oh, maybe if I do it a little bit later, mm-hmm. it might be able to work. So. Yeah, honestly, thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. It's been so fun, actually. (laughs) I've enjoyed it. Absolutely. 
Well, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you guys later. Cool. We're good. Awesome.